0: A vegan superhero is a new breed of athlete, stronger, healthier, and driven by purpose. Vegan superheroes wage war against society's status quo and win. Vegan superheroes battle the forces of evil that profit from the suffering of others. Vegan superheroes take a stand for what they believe in and prove the haters wrong. If you ask the meatheads and clueless fitness gurus, they'll tell you that what we're doing is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. Vegan superheroes inspire change, spread compassion, challenge the status quo, and fuel the revolution. Our mission is to help you become a vegan superhero. Welcome to the Vegan Gym Podcast. Hey, what's going on? My name is Leigh Farneson. Thank you so much for joining me on the Vegan Gym Podcast. I'm going to be doing a solo episode today, and I'm going to be talking about when you should be eating to burn body fat faster. This is all relating to the idea of meal timing, when you should be consuming your meals throughout the day, and I'm going to be specifically looking at 16 meal timing studies, breaking them down, analyzing them, and telling you exactly what the science says. So before we jump in and actually look at that science, I want to first explain the fundamental law of fat loss. So quite simply, you must burn more energy than you consume to achieve meaningful fat loss. This is called a caloric deficit. And over the course of a period of time, which is usually measured on a daily basis, a caloric deficit is achieved when the sum of calories expended is greater than the sum of calories consumed. In other words, you're eating less and you're burning more calories than you're actually consuming. So you definitely need to be eating fewer calories than you burn every single day to lose body fat, but when exactly should you eat those calories for best fat loss results? Should you graze throughout the day or should you stick with three main meals? Should you eat breakfast? Should you skip it? Does eating late at night cause you to pack on pounds? All of these questions relate to meal timing. So in other words, meal timing refers to how your meals, your calories, and your macronutrients are are distributed throughout the day when you're actually consuming them. So the question that we need to answer to determine the optimal meal timing for fat loss is do you burn more calories over a 24-hour period by eating a bunch of small meals or eating a few larger meals? Well, as early as the 1960s, scientists began observing an inverse relationship between eating frequency, which is defined as the number of eating occasions per day, and weight gain. In other words, people who ate smaller, more frequent meals tended to be thinner. And since then, the majority of cross-sectional studies on eating frequency and body weight have shown similar results. Now, all this research has fueled the idea that snacking or grazing throughout the day actually boosts your metabolism and causes you to burn more fat more easily and stay lean more easily. However, if you actually peel back the research a little bit more, the truth is not so simple. A key problem of all these studies is that most people are notorious for underreporting their energy intake. In other words, underreporting the number of calories that they're consuming every day. So in 1997, scientists at the French National Institute of Health and Medical Research analyzed all pertinent studies available at the time comparing the thermic effect of food in a wide variety of eating patterns ranging from 1 to 17 meals per day. Now, the thermic effect of food is the amount of energy that's required for digesting, absorbing, and disposing of ingested ingredients or nutrients. So the scientists discovered that the greater the magnitude of underreporting of energy intake, the less frequently individuals also reported eating. In other words, these scientists discovered that the apparent inverse relationship between eating frequency and weight gain can be attributed to the underreporting of energy intake, which is correlated with meal frequency. The people who ate fewer meals consumed far more food on average than they actually reported. And we see this again and again in scientific literature. Self-reporting is a major pitfall of poorly designed meal timing studies. People often underestimate their bad habits, whether it's eating too much or exercising too little. And we see this again and again in scientific research. For example, a 2004 study from Tufts University analyzed data from a nationwide nationwide survey conducted by the USDA that provided the food intakes of 20,607 U.S. adults on two non-consecutive days. The Tufts University researchers found evidence that eating frequency, eating portions, and calorie density were all underreported across the board in the survey. So again, we can't rely on self-reporting studies. Thankfully, there are many studies conducted over the past two decades in which food was either provided in a laboratory environment or through pre-packaged foods by researchers for consumption at home. In other words, the subjects in these studies were given the exact portions of food to eat for each meal and therefore do not rely on flawed self-reporting. So if you lock people in a room, you feed them fewer calories than than they burn, and you give them the exact amounts of foods that they should be consuming, and you control all of the other factors, everyone loses weight as predicted. So what did these tightly controlled timing studies actually find? Well, according to a 2018 study published by researchers at the Department of Nutrition Science at Purdue University... The more times per day people eat, the more they tend to increase their daily caloric intakes. So eating many small meals throughout the day actually doesn't help you burn more body fats. It mostly comes down to how many calories you're consuming regardless of how many meals you disperse those calories across. However, the latest meal timing research clearly shows that when you eat your meals can have a measurable effect on your rate of fat loss. And it all comes down to your body's circadian rhythm. Now, a circadian rhythm is a roughly 24-hour cycle in the physiological processes of living beings. In other words, it's kind of like your body's natural clock. And it actually has a huge impact on how your body functions. For example, approximately 82% of all protein-coding genes in the human body exhibit circadian rhythms in expression, according to a 2018 study from the University of California. So what actually runs your body's circadian rhythm? The human circadian system consists of a central clock and peripheral clocks. And the central clock is located in your brain, specifically the hypothalamus, and synchronizes itself to light exposure, namely sunlight exposure, which allows your body to synchronize behavioral and metabolic rhythms to the light and dark cycles associated with normal 24-hour periods. Now, your peripheral clocks are influenced by physiological and behavioral factors such as when you sleep and when you eat. So basically, a normal circadian rhythm is about 24 hours because a day is about 24 hours and our bodies are largely programmed by sunlight. So why does your circadian rhythm matter for fat loss? Well, our central biological clock plays a role in physiological processes in the body that impact energy regulation and metabolism. The two processes that your circadian rhythm impact, which have an effect on fat loss, include one, your body's resting metabolic rate, which is the total number of calories burned when your body is at complete rest. And this is generally what people are referring to when they are talking about your metabolism, though that is a bit of an oversimplistic explanation. And the second thing that your circadian rhythm impacts is the thermic effect of food, which is the total number of calories required for digestion, absorption, and disposal of ingested nutrients. Now, both your resting metabolic rates and the thermic effect of food vary throughout the day in a predictable manner because they correspond with your body's circadian rhythm. In other words, we see circadian variation in a person's total daily energy expenditure due to predictable variations in the resting metabolic rates and the thermic effect of food. Collectively, your resting metabolic rates and the thermic effect of food contribute approximately 80% to your total daily energy expenditure. So any changes to these two components of daily energy expenditure have the potential to significantly impact energy balance. So just to kind of rephrase that, your resting metabolic rate, which is basically your metabolism and the thermic effect of food, which is the number of calories that you burn from consuming and digesting food, contribute approximately 80% of the total amount of calories that you burn every single day. So any little variation to those two processes is going to have an impact on your rate of fat loss. So in other words, your resting metabolic rates and the thermic effect of food really matter when it comes to fat loss. And here's the interesting part when it comes to meal timing. Energy expenditure both at rest, which is your resting metabolic rate, and after eating, which is increased by the thermic effect of food, is typically higher earlier during the day. This phenomenon is what ultimately influences your rate of fat loss. And just as kind of a side note, having a sleep routine is very important for maintaining your body's peripheral clocks, and you really don't want to fight your body's natural circadian rhythm by having a chaotic or unnatural sleep schedule. And this is one of the main reasons why having a poor sleep schedule actually hinders your body's ability to burn body fat. So with all that being said, let's dive into a bit more of the science behind how your metabolic rates and the thermic effect of food vary along with your body's circadian rhythm. First, let's discuss how your body's circadian rhythm affects your metabolic rates. Your resting metabolic rate follows a predictable circadian rhythm as demonstrated by a 1994 study conducted by researchers in Switzerland who found that the subject's metabolic rates peaked in the morning between 9 a.m. and 12 p.m. and dipped to their lowest point during normal nighttime hours between 12 a.m. and 6 a.m. These findings are supported by a 2000 study published in the Journal of Physiology and a 2018 study conducted by researchers at Harvard University that both demonstrate a similar circadian rhythm in metabolic rates. All of these studies reported minimum average core body temperature values at approximately 5 a.m. And body temperature has been found to be a practical and effective proxy measure of circadian rhythms and metabolic rates, according to a paper published in the International Journal of Obesity in 2014. In other words, your metabolism is running at full speed in the morning and tends to slow down through the afternoon and evening, dropping to its lowest levels between 12 a.m. and 6 a.m. So now let's discuss how your body's circadian rhythm affects the thermic effect of food. A team of researchers at Harvard Medical School studied the effect of meal timing on the magnitude of the thermic effect of food and found that the thermic effect of food was 44% lower at 8 p.m. compared to 8 a.m. following an identical meal. Assuming that your total daily energy expenditure is 2,000 calories, which is the case for the average adult, and the thermic effect of food is about 10% of total energy expenditure, which is largely affected by the macronutrient composition of your diet, that would mean that the thermic effect of food totals approximately 200 calories per day. Now, as a brief aside, I mentioned that the thermic effect of food is affected by your macronutrient composition in your diets, and that's because protein – Carbohydrates and dietary fat actually all have different percentages of calories that are burned through the thermic effect of food. Protein causes the highest thermic effect of food with 20 to 30 percent of the energy content of ingested protein being burned compared to carbohydrate, which is 5 to 10 percent and dietary fat, which is 0 to 3 percent. So, if we take the 44% difference in the thermic effect of food found in the Harvard study and apply it to the approximate thermic effect of food for the average adult of 200 calories, we'd get a difference of 88 calories. These findings were supported by authors of a similar study published in the International Journal of Obesity in 2015, who reported a 90-calorie difference in the thermic effect of food between daytime and nighttime eating. There's also evidence to suggest that some of the caloric burn benefit to eating more in the morning is because our bodies bulk up our muscles with glycogen, which is the primary fuel that our muscles burn for energy throughout the day. So what does the circadian rhythmicity of your resting metabolic rates and the thermic effect of food have to do with fat loss? Well, again, fat loss mostly comes down to energy balance. Energy in versus energy out, or rather calories in versus calories out. And you absolutely must be consuming fewer calories than you burn every day to achieve meaningful fat loss results. But the human body is incredibly complex and there are many confounding factors that affect energy digestion or energy expenditure. The research that we've covered in this episode definitively proves that a calorie is not always just a calorie. It depends on when the calorie is eaten. So why do we burn more calories eating a morning meal than eating an evening meal? It's because our metabolic rates and the thermic effect of food follow our body's natural circadian rhythm. Energy expenditure both at rest, which is your metabolic rate, and after eating, which is a thermic effect of food, is typically more efficient earlier in the day. And the scientific literature that we've discussed suggests that prioritizing energy intake earlier in the day may help with body weight maintenance and fat loss. So what are the practical implications for this information? Well, you should aim to consume more of your daily calories earlier in the day. In other words, your largest meal of the day should ideally be breakfast or possibly lunch with little eaten in the late afternoon and evening. Now, it's okay to eat dinner, but try to not eat dinner past 6 p.m. And if you don't follow the typical three-meal eating plan during the day, then just aim to consume most of your calories earlier in the day. All right, that's going to be a wrap for this episode. If you are interested in more science-based vegan nutrition advice and fitness information, please be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And I just want to thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope that you learned a bunch and I'll catch you on the next one. Take care. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode. To take the next step in your vegan fitness journey and get access to all our best content for free, Check out TheVeganGym.com. We'll teach you everything you need to know to torch body fat, break through plateaus, build lean vegan muscle, and supercharge your health. Get started right now at TheVeganGym.com. Until next time, peace, love, and gains.